0: do we normally start off with? Anybody? A nugget. nugget. Well, this one, it's almost like last week's. Remember what last week's was? Justice is truth and action. Justice is truth and action. All right. Well, we're going to talk about truth. So you begin with truth is all Truth is all conquering. Glory to God. Think about that. Whose truth? I am the way the truth in life. Nobody knows it now. I am the way truth in life. That's why truth is always all conquering. Glory to God. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word. I thank you, Lord, that The fire of zeal, Father God, would come upon us, Father God, as we hear your word we thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit resides within us, Father God, each and every one of us, Father God, will get a greater revelation, Father God, into our lives, Father God, that we might complement your word as we go forth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says that I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it. God's word is alive and powerful. God's word is alive and powerful. Uh, it's there to aid, support, and direct us as his children. It's to aid, support, and direct us as his children. Glory to God. So we're again again looking at blessings, the covenant blessings again. These are keys to the covenant blessings. The blessings of God are for for the believer to receive, enjoy, and share with others. Blessings fall into two separate categories. The first first one is known as the common blessing that everyone enjoys. Sun, rain, sunlight, breath of life, and etc. One doesn't have to be a faithful child of God to, to receive these. The second type of blessing, uh, we are calling it the covenant blessings, uh, includes both spiritual and material blessings, but they are only available to God's children. Glory to God. Turn with me now to the book of 2 Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, that's 2 Timothy Chapter 2, we see in verse 15. Study to show thyself approved of God. That's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, we need to have God's presence, his word ever before us, that we not be ashamed of the message of the truth. We need to do it accurately because the truth is all-conquering. Glory to God. As a child of God, one needs to know that there are keys to covenant blessings. And to receive the covenant blessing, one needs to be faithful in certain areas. So we're going to look at the areas that make covenant blessings come about. Key number one, being faithful to God and His Word. Being faithful to God and His Word. All of us are forced to wait at certain times for things to come to pass. That is a a test, you could say, of our faithfulness. Are we going to hang on? If we are faithful, we will wait upon the Lord and nothing else or anyone else. We will wait upon the Lord. So, with that thought in mind, let's go all the way back to the Old Testament. This time to Psalm 62. That's Psalm 62. And Psalm 62. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at verse 5. Psalm 62, verse 5. My soul waits upon pardon me, my soul waits upon Thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. From the Amplified it reads, My soul waits only upon God and silently submits to Him. For my hope and my expectations are from Him. Glory to God. We have to wait. Uh, When you became a Christian, the day you became a Christian, you were put into a spiritual battle. Wow. it's very important that each and every one, every Christian know how to hold your ground you can't let the, the enemy be push you around okay, glory to God mm-hmm. when you go into battle they can become exhaustive how many ever well, oh, well, instead of battle let's use uh, running a running long distance race what do you have to have to run a long-distance race, endurance, and you need strength, amen, glory to God, hallelujah. So a battle means it can be exhaustive. As a soldier uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to restore our energy, and our energy is found through the word of God because it's our food. It's our supply. It's our ammo. It's what we exist on. Amen? Glory to God. So we need to have, we need to be faithful to God and His Word. Let's turn. Since we're in Psalms, let's go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Look. This is what we need to do. Remember, we're, we're looking at keys to the blessings of uh, covenant blessings. In Psalm 62, I mean, pardon me, Psalms 119, verse 11, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Glory to God. And also, uh, I want us to move a little bit further into the Old Testament. Go to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26, these two will be sewn together by this. Again, my soul waits upon the Lord for my expectation as of Him. And um, Psalms 119 said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And in uh, Isaiah chapter 26, looking. Verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Trusting in the word. Knowing the word is true gives us victory. You have perfect peace that what you claim through God's word will come to pass. Amen? Glory to God. Uh, I'm glad you're all jumping up and down out there. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. This is is having the word of God in our lives. John chapter 15. Looking at verse 7, it says, John 15, verse 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Glory to God. From the Amplified, it reads, verse 7, If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts. Ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. This is being faithful to God's word. This is the key to covenant blessings. You have to be faithful to God's word. And uh, let's return to the Old Testament and go back to the book of Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. We've seen this verse quite often. Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 19. If, be, if ye be will, willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So if we're following through on God's word, we will receive and eat the good of the land. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. If you don't say it, I will. Now, there's words uh, wor- here's a, a couple of words of warning if we don't follow through. Let's now turn uh, back to the book of Psalms. And this time we want to look at Psalms chapter 66. That's Psalms chapter 66. Glory to God. In Psalms chapter 66. David writes in verse 18, he says, If I regard regard iniquity in my life, the Lord will not hear me. 66, 18, and one more time from the Amplified. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Oh, man. So this is... We need to avoid iniquity. Iniquity means gross injustice, wickedness, evil lawlessness, being unbridled, unrestrained passions. Iniquity is our perverse desire to twist God's holy standards. And and iniquity is our perverse desire to twist God's holy standard. Um, In the Hebrew word, the Hebrew word most common, often used for iniquity is, is guilty worth punishment. So iniquity is guilt worth punishment. Um, the word trans, transgression is also is uh, often used. Transgression is a failure to do your duty. Transgression is a failure to do your duty. In other words, you choose intentionally to disobey. You do a unwillful act. Um, we need to avoid iniquity, and here's, wh- here, remember that we, we, we looked at the prodigal son before, but uh, in the prodigal son in, in cha- Luke chapter 15, um, what does he do? He, you can say he is guilty of punishment because His way became difficult when he went away from his father. And if we go our own way from the father, we will also, could end up in the pig pen. Okay. Thank you for all these amens out there. Glory to God. The second key to covenant blessings is being faithful to the local church being faithful to the local church. Now, a lot of individuals, I'll put down the word Christian, but uh, I would say they're not real true believers. A lot of Christians follow into this category. They're called cruzomatics. Cruzomatics. We go from this church... We go to the next church, and we go to the next church. They go from one church to another. Finding fault, or faults, having disputes with leadership or other believers. Well, I don't know the way you sing your song. you Don't, don't sing so loud. In my You're behind me, and I hear all that noise coming out of your mouth. Don't sing so loud. A lot of people get upset because somebody else is doing more for God than that they are doing, and they don't want to be shown to be in the wrong. Don't you dare go out there and dance. It's not permitted in the church. Well, David danced. He danced in front of the ark, and that's church. Oh, boy, some of you are real out there. We are called to be one spirit in the church. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Let's look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Acts, 1 Corinthians, chapter 1. This is an appeal for unity. Uh, It's 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that ye perfectly join together in the same mind and the same judgment. Glory to God. We need to be faithful in what God's called us to be. It means we need to be faithful to one another. We need to have that unity within the body of Christ. Um, Faithfulness can be best described as being obedient. Being obedient. And we need to know you know, if you're a chrysomatic, uh, or if you know any, cru- I'll put it this way: If you know any chrysomatics, you can lay a few of these on he- Hebrews chapter 13. Remember, they're not wanting to do too much in the church, chrysomatic. So we look at this uh, this uh, scripture, Hebrews 13:7. Remember them that have rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. Glory to God. We need to remember that uh, in church you have people that rule over you or just you could say that you uh, listen to, follow through. Okay, let's go to, this is one a lot of people don't like uh, when it's quoted, Psalms 105. Let's return to the book of Psalms. Psalms 105 Oh glory to God 105 verse 15 Psalms 105 verse 15 Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm Well when you come against the ministry you this is what you're falling into and you break your connection with covenant blessings if you do such things. Touch not my anointed. We're always support. We are always to support the ministry or the church. Uh, let's look at uh, First Thessalonians now. Let's go back to the New Testament. I know we're running around all over the place, but that's at least my fingers get to work out. Uh, First Thessalonians chapter five, <coughs> verse twelve, verse Thessalonians. Did I say First Corinthians? No. Okay, First Thessalonians. I'm good. First uh, Thessalonians, chapter five, looking at verse twelve, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them that which labour among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and esteem them very highly in love for their word's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. We need to have that support with one another. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. That's the second thing that uh, how you keep your covenant blessings by being faithful to the church. Okay, third thing is found in Ephesians chapter 5. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5 this time. This is one of the things that... uh, is a key that a lot of people have misplaced. Therefore, their covenant blessings are cut short. Okay, Number three, being faithful to your family. I mean, your your regular family, not your church family, but your family. Uh, In Ephesians chapter five, go to verse 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands in the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even uh, as Christ is the head of the church, and he that is uh, the Savior of the body. Therefore, as a church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be subject, uh, wives be to their own husbands in everything. So um, here we see that the husband is to be the, the head of the wife. Uh, Husbands are to love the wife as Christ loves the church. Um. One is to, the husband is to love his wife as his own body. Not too many of us guys want to beat up ourselves, so we shouldn't beat up our wives. Whether it's physically or through our mouths. We also to, to nourish and cherish and protect the wife. Uh. It says that we are also joined together as one flesh. Um, we are to uh, leave our parents for the wife. We're also to cleave to the wife. Now, this is sp- strictly speaking about men. Some individuals put jobs, sports events, or other pleasures before their families. They are just self-absorbent. Self-absor- uh, they have the IME disease. Everything revolves around the man. They are the center of attraction. This is what they feel. They are God, they are God unto themselves. We certainly need to, they certainly need to learn God's ways. Now, we're talking about being faithful to the, uh, to the family. Wives should be faithful to their husbands. Um, they to submit, submit to their husband as to Christ, recognize the headship of the husband, be subjected to the husband, and reverence the husband. Now, uh, if you knew anything about Smith Wigglesworth, he was a tyrant before he was born again. They lived in, and his wife was a good Christian, and she would go out and go to to the and she would invite him to go to church. He said, "No, I don't want to go there. That's that's a bunch of hooey." So he says, "I'll fix you." And so she went out for an evening class at church, came back and found the door locked. In the morning, he opened the door. There she was at the at the door threshold of the door, wrapped up in her cloak and just waiting for the door to open. She won him over because of her Christian attitude. She, she reverenced him, even though he was wrong. Um, but she did not let his overbearing destroy her faith in Christ. She followed through what, what she was supposed to do with God. She made God number one in her life, not him. Okay, so um, again, the wife should be uh, should be faithful, submit to their husbands, uh, recognize the headship, uh, be subject to their husbands, and reverence husbands. Then we have children. Ephesians chapter six, verses one through four. It's Ephesians six, one through four. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. So children have two things. You need to obey the parents and honor their parents. And you can find it also go to uh, in Proverbs where it says what a child is to do for the uh, to their parents. So we have knowing the Word of God, glory to God, honoring the Word, amen, and being faithful to the family. The, second, uh, the fourth thing uh, that will keep our covenant blessings operating is your faithfulness in finances. So let's go to, well, you know, yeah, let's go to Luke, the the book of Luke, just back up a little bit. Luke chapter 14. That's Luke chapter 14. What are we doing? Being faithful in finances. Oh, here it goes again. When we're Faithful in our finances, we need to make plans. Make sure your plans are good. So we're looking at Luke chapter 14. You may not think this as a uh, finances, but you'll see where it comes in. In Luke chapter 14, beginning with verse 28, For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth down not first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation... And is not able to finish all that behold it, it begins to mock him. So we need to be faithful in our our finances. Know what we're doing with the finances. Okay? Uh, We need to give attention to our financial health. And you'll find that in the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs, chapter 27 this time. Book of Proverbs, looking at... uh, Verse 23, that's Proverbs 27, verse 23. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well unto thy thy herds. In other words, watch, be be careful with your finances. Okay, Uh, now let's go to the book of Genesis and we'll see uh, a way that uh, we need to understand. In Genesis chapter 12, Glory to God. We'll begin with verse 1. This is the call of him. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land which I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. And in thee all thy families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him, and Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed. So, um, faithfulness and, and finances. but we see here, God wants to be involved in our finances, and he says, I want you to break away from your, from, your, from where you're at. And we see, he says, get thee out of the country, and then we see in verse four, Abraham departed. So, first thing in in Finances, we need to obey God, whatever he calls us to do. Amen? Then, in looking at verse 7, The Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, lo unto, lo unto thy seed I will give this land. And there he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So the second thing that Abraham did, he, not only he obeyed God, then he honored God who prospered him. So we need to, with our finances, we need to honor God. Uh, Let's go to chapter 13. That's chapter 13. And we'll begin with verse 9. And Lot also which went with Abram and his had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanites and the dwell in the land. And Abram said to Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen. For we are brethren, or Christians, so put it that way. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If thou departs to the right, then I will go to the left. In other words, uh, here, in uh, chapter 13, we see that uh, Abraham, or Abram, was generous. He let Lot choose to avoid strife. So with our, for, with our finances, we have to avoid all strife because it will stop the covenant blessings coming away. And let's go now to chapter 18. And looking at verse, verse 24. Well, let's go to verse 20. And Abraham drew near and said, What will thou also destroy the righteous for the wicked? Here, lots down in a- Sodom and Gomorrah. And we find here, Abraham has compassion towards others. He said, if there is even one righteous down ten righteous? Well, you know, he went down to ten. And he, says, God, and he says, if there's ten righteous, you won't destroy the place. And, and God says, okay, if there's ten righteous, I won't destroy the place. Well, I figured well, when Lot went down, the, the, this place was crowded. Lot and his wife and his daughters and everybody that was with him understood godly principles. He says, there must be at least ten of them down there. And, of course, we know there weren't. There was not. And Sodom and Gomorrah got uh, cleansed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everything. Okay. Then, then we, we come to tithes and offerings. Uh, everything belongs to God. And he just asked for a tenth. So looking at Malachi, we already know what that says. We, in Malachi chapter 3. Verse, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now with which Lord, has, Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall be no room enough to contain it or to receive it. We give tithes at 10%. and God says, I'm going to bless what you give. That to be not enough room to contain it. Well, we're going to have to come alive, each and every one of us, to the scripture because I sure I've been giving tithes and offerings for a number of years and I can have more because it says I shouldn't be able to contain it. Something's wrong. I have to better get on the stick and find out what God's going to Tell me about these. We're going to get into that later on. God says you can't contain it. How many of you are not, are not able to contain what you get right now? I think you're all containing what you get. That means something's wrong. That means the surplus is not coming in. Well, something's stopping our covenant blessings for being fulfilled. We'll look at that a little bit later. In addition to the tithe, there are offerings to be given. Giving is a form of worship, okay? And worship means to surrender yourself and your finances. Oh, wow. God says, I want my 10% because I own everything. And now, if you want to, you can give. So go to the book of Proverbs, and we will look at this. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, looking at verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance, okay, your finances, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Wow. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. So shall thy what? So shall thy what? Barns. That means more than one barn. More than one barn. Okay. I believe that when you go to the bank, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in there, that's the maximum. I mean, you can have more, but I mean, you know, that's typically you're not getting too much more. If you have a hundred thousand dollars there, you need to go to another bank and have another hundred thousand dollars because you're only insured for a hundred thousand. So that means how many banks how many banks are in town? Lisa, how many banks are in town? Yeah. a lot. <laughs> now if you had a hundred thousand each bank I think you'd have some sufficiency. so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presence shall burst out with new wine. A greater anointing upon your life, covenant blessing, just overflowing. Glory to God, Hallelujah. Here, this Proverbs three, uh, chapter three, verses nine and ten, shows that we have favor with God, and we'll have favor with others because they're going to put in our put it into our hands. Okay. Let's go back further into the Old Testament. Let's go back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8. Um, We've read this some time ago, but you need to look at it. Sometimes it's a refresher course when you, you go back in God's Word. In uh, uh, Deuteronomy, chapter 8, that's Deuteronomy, chapter 8. Verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy 8, 13, uh, 18. For thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear by unto his fathers as unto this day. What's his covenant? If we look at his covenant, it's to bless others. Do you have enough money to bless others? And not feel a pinch in your pocket. I tell you what. I feel a pinch in my pocket when I give to others. I'll be truthful. Hey, <laughs> Lord, I shouldn't feel it when I give to others, but I do feel it. So He said, "We should." I shouldn't feel that way. That. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for he giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. What is his covenant? Share the good news of the gospel. Supporting missionaries. Going out and doing things like that. Oh, I heard that groan. We need to go out there and begin to get alive to what God's word says. Remember the Lord. For he giveth thee the power to get wealth, to establish his covenant. That's why we're supposed to get wealth, to establish his covenant. Maybe, possibly, this is an area where our covenant blessings are being struck down or shortened because we're not trying to move God's covenant, move upon God's covenant to other people. Are we supplying that need? He says that he gives us wealth to what establishes covenant? Hmm. This is getting bad. God's asking for more, but He's giving us more when you give out. Oh boy. Okay, let's go all the way to the old. Uh, pardon me. New Testament. New Testament, and uh, go to Third John. 3 John verse 2, this is one of the wife's uh, greater uh, scriptures he loves. 3 John 2, beloved I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health as thy soul prospers. What's the contingency here? What brings the prosperity? What brings the health? Amen? Come on. Having your mind, your soul, prosper. When you are in the Word, you prosper. That means then prosperity comes and your health is good. Some of you just let it slide. We've got to come alive. Get rid of the mental attitude that we have. The more we know God's word, the greater, greater blessings we will have. We're not receiving it. And then, of course, in Joshua 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart, out of thy, not depart out of thy mouth, meditate in it day and night, observe to do what it says to do, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and have good success. We need to know what the word of God says. In the area of Finances. Call upon God. Call upon ministering angels. What are ministering angels? In the book of Hebrews it tells ministering angels are to help us. Have you called upon your ministering angel lately to bring in the finances? Some are unfortunately some of the angels are just sitting down says, well, I might as well take a rest. this, this individual this joker, quite quaint. They're not asking me to do a thing. Oh, yes, they ask me to protect them as they drive and travel, but they're not asking me to bring in the finances. There's a financial angel that's wanting to bring you part of your wealth. Oh, you're stretching things. No, I'm not stretching things. Ministering angels to do our bidding. I call upon you angels, those that are not asking for the material wealth, the prosperity, come to me and bring it. Why? Why let them sit around, sit around idle? And how often do you have to say that, though? Until you believe it? Until it's real in your heart? Then that angel's going to bring it forth. Well, getting getting in deep water here. Our financial prosperity is our choice. What would you have? Good, acceptable, or perfect? What's your choice? Good, acceptable, or perfect? Or none of the none of the above? Okay, number five, we're looking at keys to prosperity, or covenant pros- uh, covenant blessings, or I should say, keys to covenant blessings. Number five is being faithful at the workplace. We are to obey our employers as long as their wishes don't c- contradict the word of God. Uh, Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5, pardon me, Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesians chapter 6, are you doing a good job at work? I can recall times where um, I was kind of lax at work. (laughs) I already did this, I'm just going to kick back and not push it. And know other, other people that they just go there for the paycheck. They don't go there for work. I bet you know a lot of those people. I collect my paycheck. I don't need to, you know. You can't do that. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. That's number 5. That's Ephesians 6, 5. Means we need to be obedient to our employers, uh, and there's another thing that that quite a few individuals, I'll put that in, in the church realm do, do, does does it does. They acquire things at work. They borrow things from work or the company, and they don't return it. Don't raise your hands too high. I've been guilty of it. I've gone to work. Eh, they're not going to miss this fountain pen. I like this fountain pen. Anyway. some of you just, oh, Lord. I needed a hammer one time. Oh, God. Here we go again. Confession time. Working for PG&E. I was out in the uh, sub, uh, substation yard. And they had worked on there, and I saw this hammer. I said, Well, that's a good hammer. It's one of those big you know, hand, little three pound sledge. So that's a nice hammer. I could sure use one. So, I'll say I'll, I'll watch it and see if they come back for it. Well, a week and a half went by and nobody picked it up. Loses weepers, finders keepers. See that? None of you have ever done that. I hear I had to confess it. But that's one of those secret sins they had. Maybe you just only picked up a pen. Oh, or maybe, you know, have you ever gone to the store? and paid cash, and the teller counts out the money and gives you a dollar bill or two more than what you had there. I had the opportunity just the other day. Glad to say I passed the test. I went, I went, <laughs> went to one of those fast food places that ordered the stuff got up to the window and they said, "Here's your here's your stuff. I could have drove off. I, they didn't ask for anything I said I need to pay for it. I could I could have saved ten dollars and 20 cents. Well I know a few few of us have well I'm not going to say that. I know people have done that. Well, it's God's blessing. God has blessed me. He gave me a good free meal. No, you just cheated the, the, the company. You cheated that, that individual that was handing it to you or brought it to you. And they're going to find out, so-and-so, this is your name on this thing. Where's the $10 that uh, $10.20 that is missing? It's going to come out of your pocket. And you're fired ah, you know i'm glad you're all got those halos over your head and i got this pitchfork in my hand and you're okay we need to be faithful at the workplace okay That that's talking we talked about borrowing things and an employer now we're going to reverse this now an employer as an employer, one should treat their employees with respect and not take advantage or oppress their employees. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, we're there. Look at verse 9. And ye masters do the same thing unto them, forbearing threatenings, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. So we need, the, the, the employers need to respect their employees. Now, I'm going to bring out this. I ran across this myself. Uh, I think maybe some of you have ran across it. There are Christian employers, the businessmen, businesswomen, should never be accused or found defrauding laborers. Okay? Let's go all the way back to the book of Leviticus. Find the book of Leviticus. I thought this was interesting. Leviticus chapter 19. We're talking about employers and what they do to their employees. Um, Leviticus 19.13 Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor, neither rob him. Uh, him. The wages of him that is, that is hired shall not abide with thee all night until the morning. In other words, The employer should not hold back the proper wages of that employee. But I've known people that have kind of short-circuited the the finances to their employees. Oh, my, my. Let's go now to the book of uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah tells us also looking at employee, pl- employers and, the, and their unjust deeds. Um, that's Jeremiah chapter 22. These employers, look what happens. When you become employer, don't do these things. Jeremiah chapter twenty-two verse thirteen: Woe unto that that buildeth his house by unrighteousness, and his chambers by wrong, that uses his neighbor's services without wages, or cutting their wages very little, and giving him not for his work. A workman is worthy of their wages. Some people just. To do things wrong, some people try. People try to do it uh, under the table. Well, I'll let you work for me, but you only get this much under the table. This way, we will not have to pay their the insurance and all that type of stuff. So, you know, let's go to James chapter five. five. James chapter five. This is talking about employers yet. Bad employers, and it's not too good to be in the spot of, of bla- a bad employer. James chapter five. Verse four. James five four. Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields which is of you kept back by fraud. Cries and cries of them which have reaped are entered in the ears of the Lord. That. Why? Wow. I mean, if you're a, a employee and you know that you're Boss is doing something, something's going to happen to you as a boss. You're robbing. We're not supposed to rob. Amen. Oh, me. Okay, let's move on. Key number six for covenant blessings. Keep coming. We are to submit. Go to Romans chapter 13. In Romans chapter 13, we are to submit. To the government Romans 13 verse 1 let everyone let every soul be subject to the higher powers for there is no power but God the powers that are ordained of God so we need to submit to our government Romans 13 that's one um, let's go to Matthew keep your, your finger there in Romans go to Matthew chapter 17 Matthew chapter 17. You know that we are we are quickly afo- approaching April 15th. Everybody know what April 15th is? We call it tax day. Actually, you work more than more than uh, three months for the government before you really get paid, but you know that's that's not there. Okay. Matthew chapter 17. Oh, okay. let's go to verse 24 that's uh, Matthew 17 24 and when they were coming to Capernaum they that received the tribute money came to Peter and said "Dost not your master pay tribute or pay your taxes he says yes and when he was coming to the house Jesus prevented him saying what thinkest thou Simon of whom do the kings of the earth take customs or tribute of their own children, or of strangers. Peter said unto him, of strangers, Jesus said unto them. Then are the children free? Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go down to the sea, and cast a hook, and take up the the fish first, cometh up, and when thou hast opened the mouth, thou shalt find a piece of silver, take, or piece of money, take and give unto them for me and thee. So Jesus paid taxes. And oftentimes we, uh, now I've never done this, but oftentimes people uh, fudge on their tax returns. I gave so much, or you know, all, all that type of stuff, you know, what you're giving. We fudge. Oh, I didn't make that much money because I'm working under the table. No. you got to watch ourselves. Okay. So that was a big... Uh, back to Romans chapter 13. We're talking about faithful to our country. Romans 13, looking at verse 7. Render therefore all dues that tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is fear, to whom fear, honor to whom honor. So, we need to do exactly what is right in our being faithful to... Uh, kind of. Now, let's go to First Timothy. What else are we supposed to do? S- sometimes this is very hard, especially when, when, when you all hear what we say. Uh, first Timothy chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. I exhort you, therefore, first, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made, for all men, government officials, ooh, for kings and all those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Um, we have to pray for those who are in authority. This is one of the things that we need to do. If we're not doing it, we're, we're putting a blockage to our covenant blessings. If they are bad, if they are evil, Wicked, corrupt, pray that they get, at least get saved. Okay? And we got a few of those. We've been, been praying, some of us been praying for the, some of these wicked people to get turned around. You know, Sometimes we say, let them get caught first and then let them get saved. But, you know, however. Going back to Romans chapter 13 this time. Romans chapter 13. Oh, I guess we were there. Romans chapter 13. Oh, glory to God. Being faithful to country. Romans 13, verse 2. Whosoever therefore resists the power resists the ordinance of God and they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. So we need need to really get uh, those that are uh, we're not to rebel against authority. In other words, uh, again, we're not. We are. We are to obey as long as the rules don't contradict the word of God. If they say everybody that's go out there and use, go out there and beat up somebody, we can't do that. Okay, protests. We've got a lot of that going on lately. Protesting. That's bad attitudes, unbelief, folly, and falsehood are bound up together. It gives evil reports. Let's go to Numbers chapter 32. And we're closing in at the bottom here. Numbers 32. What about these protesters? What are they doing? Numbers 32, verse 7. And therefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over to the land which the Lord has given them. There are people out there who, uh, well, this is actually for uh, for the peaceniks that are out there yelling, uh, um, don't send the troops over. You know, they're, they're peaceniks and they're, they're doing wrong things. They're vile. They, they're corrupt and so forth. Um, they just got bad attitudes, you know. You can't be like those that uh, come against the government. Okay, uh, so since we're there, let's go back. Turn back further into Numbers and go to Ch- Numbers chapter thirteen, verse thirty. That's Numbers thirteen thirty. Caleb still the people before Moses. That's Numbers. Thirteen thirty, and Caleb, still the people before Moses, and let the people go at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Here's here's these protesters. But the men that went up with him said, We cannot be able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched into the children of Israel, and saying, The land which thou has, which we have gone to search. It is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in there are great men, are men of great stature. And we were giants. And we saw giants, the sons of Achan, which come of giants, and we in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we are in their sight. So, evil reports. We can't have evil reports. We need to go with their country okay such evil reports lead what happened to the children of Israel 10 of them said it's bad two of them said it's good the people followed the bad such evil reports lead to civil disobedience riots insurrections and acts of tyranny okay remember that the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much 5 James 5, 16, we have to pray for our country, pray for those that are doing wrong in our country. When Christians repent, when we repent of our apathy and pray that God heals our country, we will see results. Second Chronicles, book of 2 Chronicles. Book of Second Samuel. Samuel, come on. Kings, Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Chapter Seven. We all know that we've heard it before, but 2 Chronicles, Chapter Seven, Verse Fourteen: If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal from heaven and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. We need to repent for what these people are doing. Ask God to heal our land, change their hearts to heal our land. Amen? When this happens, when God heals the land, that anointing brings forth four things. Now, our country has... Or I'll, I'll put it this way. Christians have prayed for our country. And you'll see four things that will take place in this anointing. One, restoration. There's restoration of godly values back, or coming back to our country. There's restoration. That's the first thing. Restoration and in, in, uh, healing the land. Two, there's supernatural progress. That means there's quick and speedy results. Look what's happening. I'm, I'm just going to use President Trump. Um, he's bringing back godly, godly uh, values. He, he's going to prayer meetings and saying, he's opening up, uh, we need to pray for America. He says, we are a nation under God. Okay, supernatural progress. President Trump is bringing quick and speedy results to some of the things that have taken long It's doing great things. This is is the anointing that uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14 brings. Restoration, supernatural progress, the favor of God. In the favor of God, you have an atmosphere of special treatment. There's an atmosphere of special treatment. Restoration, supernatural progress, the favor of God. Fourthly, a change in status. A change in status. We are the head and not the tail. People who are beating down our country real bad. We are above and not beneath. Glory to God. We are honored and loved. Not hated and scorned. That's when you see 2 Corinthians 7 14 take place and the blessings or the covenant blessings begin to flow mightily in our lives. Amen. Glory to God, right on the nose according to my watch. Anybody need prayer this morning? Well, glory. Thank you. I do have one one other request. I didn't bring it this morning. are Min, the ministry that we, um, Vita Ministries, which is down in Panama. Uh, you know what's happening in Panama or the southern, southern countries? What's, what's, what's moving up? These illegals. Well, they happen to be in the part of uh, Panama that these people are going through, and they're destroying a lot of the, the their Christian things. There, uh, they're stealing. They've, uh, you know. So we need to lift up Vita Ministries. Believe that God will put a, a better wall of protection around them. That, that these illegals going through that portion of their 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 place will not destroy any more their equipment and stuff. Amen or bring any harm to those people. Glory to God. Let's all stand. Amen. Father, we are now praising you. We're just giving you thanks, Lord. Great and mighty things, Father God, are taking place in our country, Father God, because your people, Father God, according to Second Chronicles seven fourteen, Father God, we are repented, Father God, of our apathy, Father God, Uh, of allowing things to happen in our country which should not be allowed. And, Father God, as uh, we continue to pray for our country, Father God, I thank you, Lord, uh, that you're hearing our prayers, Father God, and you're you're healing our land, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that greater and mightier blessings will come upon our nation, upon the people, Father God, especially the Christians, Father God, are crying out, Father God, uh, for the help, Father God, Needed to bring our nation back into the fold. So, Father, we praise you. We just give thanks. Thank you, Lord, that you go our we go our separate ways, Father God, and you are a blessing unto us, Father. And we can bless others in Jesus' name. And everyone said, "Amen."